Welcome back to the HTB Creative Fuse podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, part of the creative team here at HTB. We are located right across the street from Burr Park for all of your PR marketing creative needs. And today I'm hanging out with Van Brown, founder and owner of Brown Ox Ventures, most notably recently Bullsnot. Yep. I'm never going to get tired of saying that. <laughs> um, okay. So for those that are either new to you or our podcast, why don't you start by telling us who you are, how you got started, what is bull snot and <laughs> <Okay>. why? <laughs> now, those are pretty easy questions. Yeah. Okay, at who I am, I'm Van Brown. I'm the owner of Brown Ops Ventures, uh, and I developed a full line of products called Bull Snot for, that services the trucking industry primarily, uh, even though other industries have picked it up, like Bass Pro and Cabela's for the fishing industries, and it, there's a lot of automotive customers, but the products were designed for truckers. It's that simple. To solve problems that the truckers face every day that the general consumer just doesn't, you know, face at the level that truckers do. But how it all started, and most people want to know first, where did the name Bull Snot come from? Yeah, they do. All right. Name of the company is Brown Ops Ventures. And so that's where you get the bull from. The original product, which is OEM to some major automotive manufacturers, it's where the snot comes from. Uh, bull snot is a tire mounting lubricant. It lowers the friction between the wheel and the tire to basically zero. And it is an ideal product for actually automated equipment because most of the tires that they're mounted are mounted with robotics. And so, so that's where you get bull snot from. You get the bull from Brown Ops Ventures. You get the snot from the product being snotty in consistency, <laughs> uh, okay. as you can imagine, though, because you got to mount rubber onto a, a steel wheel. Mm -hmm. So that's where bull snot comes from. And then what was funny about bull snot, I named the product, and even though it wasn't a retail product at that time, uh, and it still isn't. The original bull snot is not a retail product. It's, it's only sold to from from our company to businesses and that actually mount tires in a lot of them. I mean, probably in the past... 10 years, somewhere between 450 and 500 million tires have been mounted with Jeez. bull snot. It, it, it's a lot. But everybody kept calling me the bull snot guy. They kept saying, here comes that bull snot guy. Nobody could remember my name. Everybody remembered the product name. Yep. And because of that, that's the reason the whole product line is called bull snot. It's the herd of bull snot products. And it's just grown. I mean, it started out with trying to develop a love bug remover. Because that's when I was at Matt's, which is a Mid-America Truck Show, for those who don't know what Matt's is, it's the largest truck show on the planet. I was out there talking to truckers, and I was talking to them about bull snot, the original tire mount lube, in mounting large truck tires. I quickly found out they didn't care. <laughs> so, you know, they even though corporate environments care about bull snot because of the safety aspects of it and the performance aspects, but, I mean, the original product, if you get it on your hands, it moisturizes your hand. If you get it in your eye, it doesn't irritate your eyes. Even if you ingest it, it's last. It won't hurt you. Yeah. The safety aspects were phenomenal. But you got to, first thing you got to do is identify who cares that the safety aspects are not or phenomenal and in this case corporate did and the general public didn't yeah that simple so i was at, at matt's talking about bull snot and a guy come up to me and he said what you need to develop is a love bug remover and he said we can't get those love bugs off our, our trucks so i said and okay that's just like the general bug that hits the windshield and goes splat no love bugs are in florida no when they're mate they they 
join together and they fly and the and their mating juices uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's the best way to put it uh really stick okay so when they hit something they they're glued to whatever surface was painted surface windshield and they are thick when during mating seasons love bug season your car's gonna get coated it's like being hit by bb's and there's so many of them okay. and so and as you can imagine a trucker's got a large car so they get a lot of them and so i said okay i'll take that on and so i started developing a love bug remover so what i didn't uh, once i developed it and i did develop a love bug remover but what i didn't understand was i had actually developed one of the best glass cleaners you could ever imagine it's safe on everything i mean you can put it on any kind of surface i even used it on drywall painted drywall because it had oil stains on it and i said well let's see if if it's do this didn't even color or change the color of the paint. Took took all the oil out. But that's what it does. Uh, the reason truckers love that product, it's called Visible Glass Cleaner. If anybody out there is wanting to pick some up, it's available. Amazon, Zips.com, uh, TA Petro loves. I mean, just if they don't, act, if a truck stop or a place that you want to shop doesn't have it, all you got to do is ask for it. I've got three national distributors that carry all the products, the whole U.S. and Canada. And they service every single location you can imagine. So if place don't have it, ask for it. So back to the, to, to the glass cleaner, it was a mistake. <laughs> it is the best mistake I ever made in my life because if I was going to make a glass cleaner, I wouldn't have made it like this. But because I was do, had a different objective, I made it. And then I figured out you can't make it streak. No matter what you do, you can't make it streak. So I even put on the label, no streaks guaranteed. And... It's just crazy. It's, it's crazy how it works, but it does work. You can use it in your house and, you know, in your kitchen. You can have anything you eat, so organic material. It'll break down any kind of organic material. And so, like, you can have bacon grease, spaghetti sauce, ev- everything all over the counters, the stove. Spray it. Give it 15 seconds. Wipe it off. No streaks. Hmm. It's crazy. And then talk to truckers again. And from talking with them, they, they wanted a tire shine that would not uh, attract dirt or hold dirt. And my tire shine does that. All your tire shines on the market, they're based off of silicone oil. And if you stick in oil, stick in dirt, what happens? You pick up all the dirt. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a polymer. You spray it, give it 15 seconds, and wipe it off. No sling, and it repels dirt. And truckers love it because they go pavement to dirt, pavement to gravel every single day. Yeah. And so, but the whole product line, there's there's 10 products in the line. Uh, Currently, there's Three more that's going to be entering the market in the next six months. There, everyone is designed to solve a specific issue for a trucker. We've been in magazines because of we're solving these issues. And one almost called chemistry for truckers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been in another one on one product in particular, and this is this product has a great story. I was at, out at Matt's again, and a trucker come up to me and he says he was mad. Just mad in general or mad at you? No, no, mad in general. He was out. He says, if you can come up with a a deodorizer that will kill cigarette smoke, pet odors, and everything else, he says, you'll be a millionaire. And I said, well, tell me about your problem. He said, used a long, lot of cuss words about the about the driver that he slip seated. And for people don't know what slip seat means, slip seat means two drivers share one truck. One driver drives it, and then he slips out of the seat. And then oh, the next driver no. comes in. Well, the driver that he was slip seating with, he had an old bulldog, and bulldogs stink by general. 
and the bulldog couldn't control his bodily functions. And oh, so no. so you had the, the dog stink. But, and and, he and the, Oh, not only smoked, he smoked cigars. Oh. And this driver didn't smoke cigars. He's a neat freak. And he he, he swore he's allergic to, to dogs. I'm allergic to dogs. I mean, I understand. Um, but he says the, the odor, he says, and he don't even like to take a bath. He'll go for a week and be on the road and come back. And that truck smells like human body odor as well. Sir. So he was pretty irate so i went on the quest to actually develop something that would do that and that's that's what makes my blastable uh so neat it doesn't mask the odor it destroys it on a molecular level like like cigarette smoke what you're smelling is a crolian it's a long chain oil gas molecule and it's the same as when you cut an onion and that onion makes you cry mm-hmm. that's the same type odor and so what it does is take that long chain oil gas molecule breaks it down in individual elements, and you can't smell elements. So it doesn't mask the odor. It destroys it. And truckers, you know, I had one truck driver call me. I've, I've had so many people call me on that product. It's not funny. But one trucker called me. He said he bought a truck that had been smoked in for 10 years. He used the visible to get all the tar off the windows, and then he used the blastable to refresh it. He said he was absolutely astonished that it did it. But it does. That's cool. And then I've had Uber drivers call me where – Somebody has yeah. alcohol-induced vomit, mm-hmm. and they puked all in the car, and they're thinking they're going to sell their car. It's so bad. I send it to them, 15 seconds, no odor. It, yeah. It'll do alcohol-induced vomit. Uh, Jimmy Houston's got the best story. He went turkey hunting down in Texas. And for those who don't know who Jimmy Houston is, Jimmy Houston is a famous fisherman. has been on TV for almost 40 years. I mean, it's a long time. When I was a kid, I used to watch Jimmy Houston. Uh, but he, he's down in Texas turkey hunting, and uh, he's, he thinks it's a snake, but he ain't sure it's a snake or a rat, crawled up in his brand-new Ram pickup truck and died. Oh, no. And that dead animal smell, he swore he was going to have to get rid of his truck. There is nothing like a dead animal smell. Took care of it. I That's said, great. I said, Jimmy, it's in your. it's got to be in your AC system. I said, spray it into your air intake. And let it suck the blastable through the system, and it'll completely de- deodorize that truck. And he says, there's no way. Guess what? It, it worked. A way. There's a yeah. way. It worked. That's so. great. So do you have a background in trucking? Like, why? Yes and no. With, with that? <laughs> <laughs> that the, everybody asks that question. That, that's well, all, because uh, your products are so specific. Yeah. They so are. you just sort of figure like there are problems that you have had, so you solve them. But if no, okay. I've, I've never driven a truck. Okay. Um, Tony Justice, he's a big country music singer for the trucking industry. Everybody in the trucking industry knows who he is. Me and him are fishing buddies, and so uh, Tony knew about Bull Snot, the original Bull Snot for Tire Mountain. He knew I wanted to find other markets, and he says, "Come with me." And he he would headline at the shows and play, you know he'd be the headline singer at all the the shows because I always have you know a musician or several musicians. So, you know you you can go some of them they may have twelve in the lineup. Tony was going to the show, and he said, "Just come with me. Let's go see if there's a market here." And I said, "Okay." And so I went to the market, and from those conversations with you know. Interaction, personal interaction with all the truckers, I found out what they cared about. And if nothing will make you or give you more uh, uh, passion about, you know, solving a problem than people showing appreciation. Yeah. And so that's what really happens. I mean, the you know, I went to the truck shows. I was come out with the first product and they were amazed by it and, and thanked me for uh, coming out with such a, a great 
glass cleaner uh, that solved a lot of their problems. And, you know, they could spread on their grills. They could spread on their, their breathers. They could spread on their paint. It didn't, you know, because pH is neutral, so it didn't, didn't matter where you spread. It ain't going to hurt anything. And even their, the bugs that get baked on their stacks. Now, that's the hardest one you're going to get into because you can have bugs all over the stacks, you know, where you see the smoke coming out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it'll, it gets very, very, very hot when they do the DPF regen, regeneration. And what, for people who don't know what DPF is, that, that's diesel particle filter, and that's on most of your diesel engines after 2007. Well, that's, it'd get super hot, and it'd really bake them on. And all you got to do is let the stats cool, spray it with visible, give it 15 seconds, wipe them off. That's great. You know, they they were using a razor blade to try to get them off beforehand. Mm, I have done that. Not with bugs, but stickers. All of this came out of solving a problem for a friend. Yeah. That's great. And now it's like your entire life. <laughs> it is. But, so, but it's it's funny. Truckers, they really care. When I, when I go to a truck show, and truck shows, for everybody that's listening to this has never been to a truck show, go. And I'm talking about large cars. You know, the transfer trucks is what we would call them. The truck drivers call them large cars. But go to one. It's like a family reunion. I mean, it's just it's fam- it's a family atmosphere. Bring your kids. They can see all the the chicken lights and chrome on all the trucks, and they will have a fantastic time. And so I started going to truck shows, and I just loved it. And and now when I go to truck shows, uh, people already know who I am. That they're searching for me to, yeah. to help get their trucks cleaned up, and it's just like a family reunion. So it's, I just love them. That's yeah. great. And so what is your background actually in? Like, what did you do before this? Because this is... I was president of a chemical company. Okay. A- All right. I think that's a, that's the answer I was looking for. <laughs> Just something to do with like a chemical background. Because I'm like, how would you even know where to start with this stuff? But I've been in chemicals my whole career. Okay. Uh, start with Mount Vernon Mills, a director, director of research and development for them. And that would be textile chemicals. And then went from there to Nature Works. We made plastics out of corn, which was the, the first... We actually started the whole bio-based chemistry initiative with NatureWorks because the the plastic looked just like regular plastic, but it's 100% made from corn. We did it through fermentation. And then it was also it's biodegradable. And that was very important for certain countries because, I mean, I worked all the way around the world when I was with NatureWorks. But like in Taiwan, they we, we did bio-based styrofoam cups and... Because styrofoam goes in and out of the ocean. If you're an island, it's really important. And so it would actually biodegrade in the ocean. Um, but it's an industrial compost, which means that's an industrial facility. It's got high heat and moisture. Uh, it'd break down the carbon dioxide and water in 47 days and be completely gone. We should have more of that. Yeah. It's it's coming. I worked on the second one as well, which was uh, there's been two new plastics introduced in basically our lifetime uh one was pla polylactic acid and and uh that was 100 percent made from corn the other one was poly uh terephthalate and that was 30 percent made from corn and that was another form of polyester but that it had extra carbon in it and that extra carbon made it ideal for carpet oh and so it made polyester basically mimic nylon and nylon has great resilience. This had great resilience. And uh, for everybody listening locally, uh, it's go to Mohawk. They can you can get it. Uh, they. So, have you always lived in Dalton? No, uh, I've, I've lived here twenty years. Uh, so it feels like it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I uh, lived somewhere for three, and I'm like, oh man, I've been there forever. No, I was raised in uh, 
northeast Georgia, okay. a in Banks County, which is most people will never know where Banks County is. But the corner of Banks County is the, the Commerce Georgia exit off of I-85 uh, when you're going north. And that's where all the shopping was, yep. like the whole shopping center. My that's, mom likes to go to Commerce like once a month. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the corner of Banks County. Yep. And I was raised about 12 miles from there. Okay. So, and then I moved to Trine, Georgia when I was director for R&D. And lived there for, you know, 12 years, I guess, or 10, 12 years, something like that, and then to Dalton. Okay. So has being in Dalton played a role in the develop not necessarily the development, but like the growth and the support of your business now? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, because you've got to, you know, once you become part of the businesses in Dalton and you get to know everybody, you've got a big support group. Yeah. And that big support group is really necessary uh, to, to any business success. So so having that support group, people that you can call and say, hey, I need to lease some space in a warehouse. I need, can I borrow, you know, whatever it is you need to borrow. It's huge. And then the business advice you get from people who have already been very successful. I mean, one of them that I used to love to talk to and, and was very good friends with was Shelby Peoples. And Shelby, if I had questions, I'd just pick up the phone and call Shelby, and he'd say, son, <laughs> this is what you need to do. <laughs> and and, and uh, he's, I miss him big time. And the other one that was um, a very big in uh, giving advice and helping was Smith Foster. And, you know, Smith, he, he just loved the community. Shelby loved the community, and they did a lot to help anybody that was an entrepreneur and give you good solid advice and it just helps Hel- yeah helps with your confidence nothing else yeah yep i agree with that i like that idea of a small town well cool i guess the last two questions that i ask everyone which are my favorite because everyone has i don't know the answers are different and similar which is really nice but what is the greatest challenge you faced in operating this business or like development and then how are you or did you tackle it uh, the, the biggest challenge for me, because I'm full on retail, I, I do online, but that's it's. I only do online because you need to develop the brand, mm-hmm. and so I use Amazon a whole lot different than most everybody else. I do not use Amazon to make money because Amazon fees. I do FBA, which is fulfillment by Amazon. Amazon's fees are so high. If a product is less twenty five dollars on Amazon, more than likely the whoever's selling it is losing money. Okay, well, uh, all right. So I mean. When you buy something under 25 bucks, you're getting a good deal. Whoever's selling it, probably not. They're probably losing money. It's just that simple, unfortunately. But now if you change your whole way of thinking and say, I'm going to use Amazon not to make money, but I'm going to use Amazon for marketing, then it's totally different. Then you are basically you're getting break-even marketing, which that's pretty good. When mm-hmm. you, if you can get all that marketing and you're breaking even. And Amazon, when you first start out and, and bringing a product to market, actually validates your presence because people want to go to Amazon and see it. Yep. And Amazon's no joke when you're a chemical manufacturer because they vet the devil out of your company. And when you do aerosols, you fall in a category called hazmats. And it's even more vetting that you have to go through. And it normally it takes a couple of years to to actually get a, a hazmat slot on Amazon. Fortunately for me, because my company was had so much history as far as how old it is because company i actually started the company in 2005 when i was at full-time employed with somebody else yeah and because the company 
had such long history, uh, they sped up the process and it still took six months. I can assure you, you buy off Amazon, they vetted all the companies that are selling on there big time. And so that that's good in and of itself. But Amazon, to me, was nothing but a strategy to get product presence to go after retail. Mm-hmm. And so the retail part of it, that's where it really gets difficult. So that's that's the biggest challenge, period. And the way you get to retail, you can have to go with a few different ways to go. Like for me, first my first retail placement was some truck stops that were independently owned. Uh, the first one was uh, Davy Crockett up in Baylington, Tennessee. I knew the owner, and I said, I want to try this. And he said, let's do it. And so then I could validate whether my products had value to the customers as well. Did he have sell-through? So I could build a little sales history of that. I could build sales history through that, and then I can build sales history through Amazon. And combining those two really build a credible story that I could actually now go after other accounts. Like case in point, Bass Pro. Bass Mm -hmm. Pro, I wanted to go after them. And because I had sales history and was able to to validate or, you know, or basically answer all their questions credibly, they were my first retail placement outside of the trucking industry. But they were also my first large retail placement because Bass Pro, they're, yeah, a six point five billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of helped. They're not small. Yes. No, they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not small. And then then T.A. Petro picked me up and that was a six point eight billion dollar company. Jeez. And then you jump to Love's, well, that's a $20 billion company. Mm-hmm. And then when you jump to Pilot and Flying J's, now now you're about $31 billion. And QT's is even bigger than them. Yeah. So, so it's uh, it's been a journey. But the hardest thing you do is get retail placement. And and another one that was uh, out of the blue was the Fleet and Farm ret- retailers. Uh, bomb guards they contacted me and asked could they purchase my products for their stores they got 108 stores uh, across the midwest great company everybody calls them the tractor supply of the midwest and, and they are I yeah. mean, they're beautiful stores that they have up there uh, but that was kind of an uh, easy one that come to me instead of me going to them and I, I just love those guys to death anybody that wants to go full on retail you basically buckle up it is a journey. The trick for me to get to that journey and to get the placements, because I'm in over 2,000 retailers now, and the way it looks with what I already know is going to be coming, I'll be in over 3,000 by the end of this year. So phenomenal growth. One to 3,000, a lot of growth. Yeah. Uh, but the best advice I can give anybody is take advantage of social media. I've done every bit. I've not, not bought any ads. Mm-hmm. I've not... Been in, I've been in magazines, but that's because they interviewed me. I've been on TV because they interviewed me. I've been on radio shows because they interviewed me. But they was interviewed me based on my wanting to know about the product. Mm-hmm. Just like today, you want to know a little bit about bull snot. So you can say you've been bull snotted when we get done. Oh, well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, but the, uh, the, what I would advise everybody, social media, hammer it, hammer it, hammer it, hammer it. Find where your market is. Do LinkedIn. Do TikTok. Do YouTube. Do Facebook. Do Instagram. Do Twitter. And, and that sounds like a lot. It is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, it I'm, is. I'm it is. <laughs> That's a full time job in and of itself. Yeah, it takes mm-hmm. me about two hours a day. Yeah, uh, every day. It's just like brushing your teeth. You know, the first thing you do, get up, make content, post. And I and I'm fortunate. I have a posse, and I, it's the Bull Snot Posse. And it's a 
12 old school truck drivers, and not all of them are old school, but they have the old school mentality, that are the top influencers in the trucking industry are all part of my posse. And they're not paid. Uh, they just want, they believe in the products and they do get free samples uh, for, you know, helping with sure. advertised bull snot. Uh, but that's been the, the, one of the keys to success and working with HTB because I've been working with HTB for uh, over a decade. Everybody hear that plug? <laughs> so we're all clear. All right. Yeah. If y'all need design work, <laughs> there's nobody better around. Uh, that that was another thing that HTB really helped with uh, was the first four products, the, the visible, the blastable, uh, the shinable tire butter is what truckers call it. So it's shinable tire butter and the greasable. So those are on the first four, four products, and that's the spray grease. It, you know, it looks like WD-40 as far as the can, but it's real grease. No water washout. That's the first thing Bass Pro jumped on. But those four products, when I first come out with them, they were four distinct products in design and in names because those, those weren't even the names that I come out with to start with. It, yeah. you know, it was like visible was Clearview. Blastable was just blast, and so – you know, Dave and Kim and Mandy, they helped me put together what looked like a a very consistent product line. And that was feedback based from, uh, I had my products in at O'Reilly's and I had my products in Advanced Auto locally, not mm-hmm. not nationally, but locally. And they were saying, the products don't look like a consistent line. And I was like, okay. I took that positive or that, you know, uh, I guess uh, critical feedback from the advanced auto and O'Reilly's and then I come over here and I said I'm with Kim and Dave and I says and Mandy and I says let's make this look like a cohesive product line and that's where all of it come from uh, Dave come up with design and we all worked on different parts of it and for those listening HTB is great at being a creative team you know that collaborating with you so if you come over here and you got a problem they will look at it and analyze it and then help you get to a good solution and that good solution was the can designs that i have now and even though i've spanned it out and i've got 10 cans in the line and then 10 different products they all look like they're a consistent product line that's extremely important when you go into retail because people will go in oh it's huge and they want to buy based on color and that's the way we actually have them separated out that's the distinctive factor they don't even have to read the labels or anything they can see the color and they go that's visible. It's blue. Yep. That's blastable. It's green. I mean, they just look at the color. They know. People don't really think about how often they walk in somewhere and they don't even think about a name or what the product is. You walk in and you look for a certain design or color. Yeah. Yeah. I used to work for a brewery who their like four flagship beers were basically divided up by colors of these cans, like all primary colors or whatever, but they were super recognizable because of that. And people would be like, I want the green one. And I'd be like, okay, I know exactly what that is. So same thing. Yep. I, I go to truck it's shows. It's so helpful. They 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 say I want the blue one, I want the green one, I want the yellow one, mm-hmm. I want the black one, and uh, that they just tell me what they want by the color, and it it works like a charm. But uh, but that from the very beginning, um, it's been it's been an interesting ride, and you got to pivot so many times. It's not funny. Yep, you can make all the plans in the world, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, you know those saying, "We plan, God laughs." Yep. <laughs> Yes, I do. <laughs> Very familiar with it. Um, okay, and then what has been the most rewarding part of this for you? I guess the the most rewarding, it's 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 rewarding and it's crazy at the same time, and it still floors me that 
this happens. But I'll, I'll go into like a T.A. Petro, and I'm you know I, I like to stop there on my road trips. And I'm always on the road because I'm in the truck show basically every weekend between now and the end of November. A lot of travel. But I'll stop in a T.A. Petro and walk in, and somebody will spot me, and they'll say, there's the bull snot guy. And they want to take a selfie and post it because <laughs> they got to meet the bull snot really? guy. Really? You're a celebrity. <laughs> that That was really unexpected. I mean, it, but that's the way everybody refers to me as the bull snot guy. You, and now you just need a shirt. Instead of the shirt you're wearing that says bull snot, just get one with the logo with your name on it. Yeah. People will be like, oh, he has a name. Okay. <laughs> but those who know me really well, they know my name, but most everybody just calls me the bull snot guy. You know, but that that it has to be flattering, and and the I guess the truly most one of those moments where you just stop and you just relish the, the moment is when I f- saw my can the first can on a retail shelf. It's it's it still you know makes your chest swell up when you walk into a store and they got your product. You did that. And yeah, yeah, I did it, and with that, but that is a very. It's just one of those moments that just sticks with you forever. Yeah. I'm kind of familiar with those, but that's great. That's nice. Well, thank you. Those are all my questions for today. Well, I'm glad you had me on your show. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story with us. And everybody, this is Van Brown. (laughs) The bull snot guy. The bull snot guy. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us today here at the H2B Creative Fuse podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe. Whether you listen on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher, H2B Creative is located in downtown Dalton and is here to assist with all of your marketing needs. Check us out at h2bcreative.com, creativefusepodcast.com, or any of our social channels. Until next time, stay creative.